Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is October 24th of 2023, and we're celebrating Tuesday of the 29th week in Ordinary Time. Today is also the optional memorial of St. Anthony Mary Claret, bishop. He, together with a handful of young priests, founded the Claretian Missionary Order. The story of Anthony Mary Claret is very interesting. Born in Spain, he's actually known as the spiritual father of Cuba, because he was sent there in order to be the Archbishop of the Archdiocese of Santiago in Cuba. The people there opposed his preaching and his life, so much so that there were 14 attempts made on his life, and he was slandered a great deal. So this man really suffered a great deal, but he's a saint. He made his heavenly reward. So we'll ask St. Anthony Mary Claret to pray for us. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 12, verses 35 through 38. Jesus said to his disciples, Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. We could say that the theme of today's gospel is watchfulness, the need to be awake and ready for when Christ comes. The instructions to the servants to have their loins girded reminds us of the Passover in Exodus. In fact, the church calls the end times of the world, when the church will suffer great persecution, the final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. It's from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. In the Gospel, Jesus refers to his second coming as a master returning from a wedding. The implication is that the master is the one who just got married, since Jewish weddings were held at night, and the servants would need to be awake to let the bridegroom in with his new wife. When we think about it, it's interesting that Jesus chose the image of a wedding to describe the return of the King of Heaven. Often when we think of the second coming, or of our judgment, we think of this as something bad or something we need to be afraid of. Yet the image of a wedding is a joyful one. We've all been to weddings, and we know the joy to be found in seeing a man and a woman promise their exclusive love to one another, in the presence of God, their families, and their friends. There's usually good food and conversation, and a lot of people to visit with. And it's this, it's this image that Jesus uses to describe the second coming. And not just here, mind you, but throughout the Old and New Testaments, God's coming is compared with a wedding feast. What should really get our attention, though, is what happens next. Amen, I say to you, the master will gird himself, have the servants recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. That is completely the opposite of what we expected. The master's coming into his house with his new wife, and yet it's the master who waits on the servants and not the other way around. What's what's Christ's point here? Well, what Christ is saying is that he'll come to reward us according to our deeds. St. Cyril of Alexandria explains it this way. He says, since we're weary from our labors, he will comfort us, spreading before us spiritual banquets and spreading an abundant table of his gifts. If we find ourselves worried about Christ's second coming or think that this would be a bad thing, the problem isn't with the second coming. The problem is the way we're living. 
let's ask the intercession of Mary, Queen of Heaven, for the grace to live in such a way as to merit the rewards of eternal life.